Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with a topic. The Tate brothers absolutely hate Grand Theft Auto. So obviously I don't like to cover Andrew Tate here on my rambles, on my YouTube or whatever. He says a lot of stupid shit. He says a lot of stuff that's just baiting engagement. But there was one clip that semi went viral of uh, the Tate brothers talking about GTA 6. New GTA 6 is out. Have you ever played any GTA? This is a genuine question. I've never played any of them. I believe that I played the first one that's like a top-down, bird's-eye view, kind of 2D game without any real graphic violence back when I was maybe 10 or 11 or 12, when, whenever it came out. I, re I do recall that. But you know what? I'm going to speak about GTA. No, do not speak after saying that. I just want to be clear, biggest media franchise of a fucking all time, made a gajillion dollars, amazingly popular. I'm entirely ignorant of it. I know nothing about it, man. Maybe, like, decades ago, I played like a game that is barely anything like the, the modern games. But let me now talk about it and give you my opinions on it. No, you stop at that point and you shut the fuck up. GTA 6, while, while you're on the topic, because now we're actually talking about something that's relatively important. Video games aren't necessarily evil. What do you, what, is, what type of statement is that? Not, <laughs> just video games as a class, potentially just inherently evil as a, as a medium of entertainment, just inherently evil. He's like, well, they're not necessarily evil. Let's back up, back up from the, the logical conclusion that video games are just inherently evil. But you know, I remember when video games, cause I'm very old, I'm an old man. I remember when you used to play a little man in a red hat trying to rescue a princess and teaming up with your brother. You still do that! Those still exist! What is there to remember? You can do that right now! And at the, at the same time that those games were releasing, GT-like games were also releasing. Now, if rescuing purity from evil while teaming up for your brother isn't a good theme of a video game, then I don't really know what is. But, but you, can, you can totally do that, my dude. He's like, well, I, I think every bit of media in the world ever produced should have exactly that theme. No one is saying that the themes of GTA should be the only themes that exist. This is an absurd statement. I'm not a fan of anyone under the age of 18, 21 maybe, playing video games where the goal is to shoot police officers. Just to be clear, a lot of what's surrounding these dudes is that these guys like really like young women and manipulating them and uh, using them in, in cam sites and stuff like in, in it's like having these statements like, man, we, we need we need to protect the kids with, with, with their history. Are you insane? Like what, what amazing hypocrisy? But like, I don't think anyone particularly is it's like, yo, bro, I think 12 year olds need to be playing GTA. There are laws against this, you know, they, they are restricted to people of age. I just don't think that's good for society. With all the amazing graphics and engines and whatever people put into these video games, I feel like you could create a better objective with the game, you know? Other games do exist, yes. You know, I think he would probably enjoy playing GTA quite a bit and learn what those, the objective of GTA is if he played it. This man has no idea about GTA or what the objectives are or any potential lessons that it might teach or what the point of it is. He's never played them. He knows nothing. He's like, I don't think the objectives of the game are, are good. You don't know what they are. Maybe you are the police officer. Maybe you are trying to stop. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry, Karen. Criminals. And <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, we, we have a game like that. It's called True Crimes. There are games like that. But you know, a, a game called Grand Theft Auto would have a bit of a problem being about a, a police officer stopping crimes because it's called Grand Theft Auto. It's a crime in the title. I think my, my game about Grand Theft Auto should be about stopping crime, not causing crime. What are you talking about? And I want to say, Mario stomping on those Goombas' heads, I mean, that's, that's kind of murder, right? So, like, you know... <laughs> so, my one paragraph take on this on Twitter was, The acceptance of people who know nothing, yet still have the desire and confidence to speak, is a cancer on society. I have never played any GTA games, but fuck off. Bro, GTA 6 should be about a police officer fighting criminals. The game is called Grand Theft Auto, mate. Dumb. One of the things that it had, had enabled Andrew Tate, and I guess his brother as well, to become as popular as they have, is that they would just confidently say anything that comes to mind with absolute certainty, which is something that is very good at getting attention from people who agree, people who disagree. This seemed like a weird take though. Do they not realize how popular GTA is with their audiences? Are they ignorant of how big GTA is as a franchise? I mean, I went to my dentist recently and I was explaining to them like GTA 5 has made more money than any individual piece of media ever. And they're like, oh, really? Oh, is that? I don't know much about that game. I'm like, wow, you know, I'm in my own little world here. There are people who don't know what Grand Theft Auto is. Is there no, they don't care. Never heard of it, never seen it. And it's weird to think about, but that's obviously the case, right? In the same way that all of you know of something like super popular where you're at or in your world. And I know nothing about it. We can't know everything, you know? Pokemon made, has made much more, huh? Let me look it up. GTA 5 estimated to be the highest grossing entertainment product ever. I keep going backwards and forwards between saying that the franchise as a whole is one of the biggest and that GTA 5 specifically is the highest grossing entertainment product ever. Because obviously when you, you talk about Pokemon, obviously there's many, many Pokemon games. One individual Pokemon game has not made anywhere close to the amount of money that GTA 5 has made. Of course they're including GTA Online in that, I, I suspect. I mean, it does say here though, GTA 5 has brought in approximately 6 billion thanks to 90 million units sold. So it might not even be including the GTA Online microtransactions, but it's obviously including that people bought GTA 5 for the purposes of playing GTA Online, right? Grand Theft Auto 5 has grossed more than any movie ever made, 6 billion and counting, and this was five years ago. Of course, though, on the list of franchises, at least according to Wikipedia, it's way down here at, at, at collectively about 10 million. And of course, there's uh, a bunch more above it, but no individual piece of media has made more than uh, Grand Theft Auto 5. I should be more accurate in my speaking. It's a popular thing, it's made a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. Twitter had some beef with Rockstar Games. This was such a weird interaction on Twitter, and I'm kind of uncertain if it's true. It looks true, but I'll show you what I'm talking about. Ali Jandra says, Twitter is limiting the reach of Rockstar Games' GTA 6 trailer post with the YouTube link. While you can view it directly, you can't see it if you're viewing a reply. It seems to be retaliation for not posting the trailer video on Twitter. And so Linda, the, I guess, CEO of Twitter, posted this out previously. At Rockstar Games, gaming is one of our most popular topics. Drop that trailer here. Give the people on X, aka Twitter, what they want. And this was, of course, said when it just leaked on Twitter, rather than after they posted it. When Rockstar announced the, that they were going to be releasing the trailer, YouTube said on Twitter, and you know where to find it. Speaking, of course, of the trailer, it would, of course, be posted on YouTube. Where else would it be posted? And I'm sure that would rustle the jimmies a bit of uh, people invested in Twitter. Being like, sure, people will talk about things that are releasing cool, wonderful things, but they won't bother posting them on Twitter because it's fucking Twitter. Who cares, right? And Rockstar Games seems to have responded to Linda a very long time after they posted it on YouTube, maybe like a day or two, whatever. Rockstar tweeted out, hello, X. Watch Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer one. And so they posted the whole trailer on Twitter. In a way, I feel like that's giving in, but as much as there's no loss 
for Rockstar, releasing on Twitter. I'm assuming that they wanted to get the buzz of getting the most views in 24 hours on YouTube, else they may have posted on Twitter as well at the same time. They have done that with other trailers. But this first part though, the limiting of the reach of the original Twitter post with the link seems kind of scummy. Like, did they really do that? It looks like that. And at the time I did look and that also happened to me, it's saying the post is unavailable. But there could be for any number of things. Like, it could have just been suppressed because it got so much engagement. It could have been suppressed because it was just a YouTube link. Like, on Twitter, that happens to all YouTube links. It didn't have to be specifically a targeted thing at Rockstar as, like, Vengeance. But it might have been, given that, you know, there was some buzz about this and Linda did talk about it. Whole situation seems kind of weird. Was my joke about Destiny in bad taste? So I said something on Twitter chat that was potentially somewhat in bad taste. And I had to reflect on it afterwards where I was like, huh, this doesn't seem like something that I would say. It's funny, but maybe I should have like given that a few more minutes of thought before posting that. I was like quite tired, like I was staying up to move my sleeping pattern, but even then, I'll share what it was. So Destiny, the guy I had a little bit of a little beef, a tiff with a little while back. You can see the rambles on that. Destiny, of course, being a, a political live streamer, has been around for eons. Uh, got his start in uh, competitive StarCraft. But as fucking Drama Alert has said here, Destiny's wife, Melina, who he's in an open relationship with, reportedly ran off with a man in Sweden. There was a few messages that, and they didn't really leak. It's just that public messages that people have taken. But this is the main one doing the rounds. Destiny, I'll have a small convo when I'm back about things. I'm not gonna nuke Melina or anything, but the last two months and two weeks have been a massive mindfuck for me, watching her become obsessed with a toxic abusive guy. When I visited Sweden last, he gave Mel an ultimatum to divorce me, and then threatened to kill himself when she didn't do it, among 20 other abusive manipulative things he's done, and endlessly making excuses for him, so I'm out. And Melina and Destiny have unfollowed each other on social media. Obviously, this is not the normal stuff that I would cover. This has nothing to do with me. That sucks. For all involved, let them sort that out. But I guess I was feeling particularly vindictive. And so I wrote in response to this. This is the kind of shit that happens when you dodge a debate with me. 100% of the people who have ducked out on me have ended up having their relationship ended by a guy from Sweden. Is the Swedish guy also planning to fulfill Destiny's debate obligations? Give him my DMs if so. That is just so rude. But it is funny. But like, I'm not that desperate for jokes. Like, I I did not need to post this. I think the top comment says that. Hey man, I know we don't like Destiny, but this is a little bit in bad taste. Ultimately your choice to tweet this and keep it up. My opinion don't matter. So ignore if you feel like I said, said something wrong. In my defense, Destiny did name drop me like 20 times, misrepresent my positions, told tens of thousands of people that I wear adult diapers and that I think Matrix 2 and 3 is better than Matrix 1. Like multiple, multiple, multiple times. So maybe this is just him kind of getting his comeuppance. But at the same time, like just because one guy is an arrogant jerk doesn't really mean you have the right to kind of stoop to that level, right? Obviously, it's a trying time relationship drama and stuff and the joke is funny, but it's one thing to make a joke about a person when they're doing okay or maybe doing well. It's another thing to see a person on the ground and just run up to them and just like, kick them in the fucking chest. If you don't debate Dark Vibe EU, a Swedish man will fuck your wife. Australia proverb. So funny joke, but I do think I ultimately uh, misstepped a bit. Needling a person when they're going through some tough times, you know. He was in an open relationship with his wife. What kind of marriage is open? That's their business. They are grown adults who can make their own choices. I'm sure there are open relationships that work out. It is weird that a lot of people were talking about this uh, in a way to condemn all open relationships. 
I, for one, am probably on the side of the majority when I say an open relationship is probably harder to maintain long term than a closed one. And that the need to open, to have an open relationship may be indicative that the, the relationship is on its last legs or going to struggle in the future. But I'm no expert in these things and it's ultimately up to consenting adults to do what they think is best in their circumstances. But I didn't think it was fair that people are like, oh, this just shows all open relationships just don't work out. Like, it's not like we say that about closed marriages or closed relationships or, or what have you, uh, traditional relationships. I mean, every day, like, millions of those fail and no one goes, well, I guess marriages just don't work anymore because, I mean, so many of them have failed. It, it just seemed kind of silly. But I think it was more that people were just trying to take shots at destiny a person who a lot of people don't like. And I would argue, in a lot of cases, justifiably, do not like. And I, I do feel a little bit ashamed that I, I contributed to that. But I will. I make mistakes like everyone. <laughs> I want to make another joke <laughs> in the same way Destiny made a mistake, not debating me and therefore having this relationship ruined. I can't stop myself. Like, I just, what is wrong with me? One person did point out to me, though, that my statement was untrue in that I said here, 100% of the people who have ducked out on me have ended up having their relationship ended by a guy from Sweden. People are like, yeah, but XQC, you didn't have a relationship ended because of a guy from Sweden. And to that I say, yes, it'll happen. It's happening. XQC ran away with a tail between his legs. Could not take on the warrior that is Dark Vibe AU. Feared for his life. That is what he said. And for that, he will have a relationship of his ended because of some guy from Sweden. You could say your debate with Destiny was an open-ended one. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good joke or not. Reaction content is as bad as plagiarism. So obviously, we previously talked about how H Bomber Guy released a video talking about how he doesn't like plagiarism. I mean, who does? But talking about the negative impacts that can have and um, how he finds it immoral and all that jazz. So AntiX has posted here on Twitter pictures of two thumbnails and said, it's actually insane to me how blatant people are. And it's this person who has taken the thumbnail of H Bomber Guy's video, put their VTuber avatar on top of it and reposted a reaction to the entire video, splitting it into two parts to try to maximize views. Plagiarism in YouTube. Sleepy reacts to H Bomber Guy, part one to our video. Plagiarism in YouTube. Sleepy reacts to H Bomber Guy, part two. So obviously very gross. One comment was like, huh, but that's not plagiarism. If you watch H Bomber Guy's videos and you understand the reasons why he doesn't like plagiarism, obviously that applies to reaction content as well. All the things that he hates about plagiarism also apply to reaction content. It's like if plagiarism for some reason cured cancer and created world peace, H Bomber Guy wouldn't care about plagiarism. He'd probably be all for it. Yay, stopping wars and curing world hunger or whatever. It's not that he inherently hates plagiarism because it's plagiarism. He hates plagiarism for the impact it has. and, and the, the effects of it. And obviously React content has very similar, if not the exact same effects as plagiarism. So obviously he's not in favor of that either, to varying degrees. But what got me up in arms was this comment here. IMO, for a reaction to actually be fair use, you have to add at least 50% to the video's total runtime. If each of these was three hours, that'd be fine because they would add two hours of content to a four hour video. But they aren't. They add less than 10% of the runtime. Lamal. This has 2.4K likes. So I said to this, Brain dead people. I know the creator spent days, weeks, months risking all the time, effort, and money to make a two hour creative work, but the reactor watched it while talking to their chat. A whole hour of added uninformed first impressions. No mere mortal could watch a YouTube video. Therefore, it is fair use. Let them re upload any creative work. Ethically and legally brain dead. Imagine thinking that watching a YouTube video and giving your uninformed opinions. Your first impressions about something you haven't seen before constitutes such creative work 
that you can rip off anything that anyone else has made. $100 million production, 10 years, guy loses a leg making YouTube videos. Like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Repost that entire shit as long as you sit and watch it with a YouTube chat. Insane, like, utterly insane. This is a legitimate position that thousands of people hold. Have they never made anything in their entire lives? Like, I can't say whether they're speaking from a legal perspective or, you know, a, a philosophical framework to say this should be fair use or it is fair use under the law, but they're wrong in both cases. At least as the law stands, they are wrong. As a philosophical framework, I would argue it sh that should not be something you believe. I don't think that is good for society at all. What was even worse here though, was they saw my tweet and said this, achievement unlocked made dark Viper EU angry. At any point in time where you've reached a point where you're like, man, I'm just doing things to make other people angry. And I consider it achievement to make other people angry. You're probably doing something wrong and you should like reassess your life goals and what you're doing. Reflect upon yourself. It is extraordinarily rare where anger as a goal makes sense. So I said to this, the only thing that makes me truly irate is what I see as unfairness and injustice, harm of others and or exploitation. No one's views of what constitutes these things is universal, but to consider it an achievement to set me off is not becoming of anyone. Gross. C's valid point about you being wrong and supporting an unfair system. LOL, I made people angry. Achievement unlocked. Just hit me with a brick. So gross. Gross people exist who will convince themselves of truly unbelievably stupid things to maintain their access to clearly exploit exploitative pieces of work. But uh, what else is new? Did I see their Twitter bio? No. Twitter's worst user smoked Dark Viper U. What does that even mean? They follow me now? To be clear, the reason why I took a screen cap is because they privated their tweets. The nanosecond that I retweeted them. And I guess they were like, oh, that kind of looks bad that I seem afraid of Dark Viper. And uh, I guess they backtracked on that. But obviously it's a, I guess maybe a beta account. It does say here, please be patient, I have autism. Oh, is it, is it banner too? Oh yeah, it's my tweet. It just cropped badly. <laughs> uh, I guess if you have nothing going on in your life, and this is like maybe the first time that someone, a D-list celebrity has acknowledged you, maybe it would be significant to them, I don't know. I think they feel famous. Hey, I'm flattered. D-list? Oh, I am absolutely D-list. Are, are you are you saying I'm too, I'm beginning beheaded? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm inflating my own worth that I should be an E-list celebrity? <laughs> What happened to Drama Alerts? So for those who don't know, Drama Alert was like the center of all drama discussions from who knows, was it like 2014 to like 2019 or something? When did Drama Alert stop mattering? Regardless, it's like a dead account now. For the last 30 days, it had 65,000 views and lost 10,000 subscribers. It's collectively in its past though had 1.3 billion views and, and 5.5 million subscribers. Like it was a significant thing there. Throughout my pre-YouTube life and the initial start of my growth, it was still there as a, as a present thing, dominating discussions, but it's dead now. But for some reason on Twitter, as of the start of 2023, Drama Alert, the channel, is just going gangbusters with tweets. Multiple tweets an hour. Having the weirdest levels of engagement, like this got 9k likes, but this only got 100. Any kind of small drama that happens on Twitter, any account posting it, they are ripping that stuff and posting it themselves. They're not retweeting people. They're just ripping all the stuff in the same way that Dick Serto, you know, rips articles to Twitter. Drama Alert's doing that on Twitter for drama content. You can see in its, on its social blade, it was like uh, maybe a couple of tweets a month. Now it's like 95 tweets in February, 420 in March, 300 in April, 400 in May, but leading into here to November, 748 tweets in November. Right now for the last 30 days, 815 tweets. So we've gone from 10 a month to 815, 27 tweets a day. Yeah, so I'm seeing drama alert goddamn everywhere and it sucks.
because it's garbage. A part of me just wants to mute it and move on, but for the same reason that I don't do it for Dexerto, I do occasionally learn about the thing, uh, something that I can talk about or something that I'm actually interested in. It may be one in every 800 tweets, but it can happen. Content aggregators, while being garbage, just being not creative spam or whatever, can occasionally have you stumble across stuff. Maybe I should still block it, because you'd imagine whatever is going to replace it potentially is equally as engaging, but I don't know. I'll think about it. Jean has done uh, immense damage to numerous individuals. He is highly indicative of a psychopathic individual. There's just so many behaviors and traits he fits into. To be clear, I do not think for a second that Keemstar is the one controlling that account at this point. I would assume he's just hired someone. There's no way Keemstar personally is firing off 30 tweets a day. Keemstar is a Twitter troll, but he's not going to that kind of effort. This will be some social media manager. Or hell, maybe he sold the Twitter account. Possible? Yeah, Kim said he wasn't interested in making vids on there anymore. Moved to Snapchat and pretty sure someone else on Twitter is managing the account. He moved to Snapchat? To do what? Can you build a following on Snapchat? I thought, as we've joked before, that Snapchat is largely for underage people to Snapchat, uh, to, to take pictures of themselves and send them to each other in high school. Snapchat pays tons of creators to move ever, but how do you engage with the material? I thought it was just sending pictures to each other that disappear. I know I've, I've heard about Snapchat having other things, but I thought Snapchat wasn't doing well financially and stuff and like, should I be on Snapchat with my content chat? No, I mean, I can barely keep up with the platforms that I use now, whatever. GTA 6's trailer song is more popular than ever. So one prediction I made for the release of the GTA 6 trailer was that any song they put in it would have its amount of plays on Spotify and stuff go sky high. Obviously, not an unlikely prediction, right? I'm not, I'm gonna see, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm amazing, but I did say that. And as it turned out, that did happen. Not only is the GTA 6 trailer breaking records on YouTube, it's even boosted the popularity of the song Rockstar used for it, with Tom Petty's Love is a Long Road having a streaming increase of 36,979% on Spotify. With that being said, it probably wasn't getting that many plays to begin with. You know, if it, if it only got one play, and now it's got 36,979 plays, then that would be that much of an increase, right? Like without the raw number of plays that it had before, it's hard to know how much of an increase there was, but there was an increase, as I said. Tom Petty apparently uh, isn't with us anymore, right? Like he's, uh, he, he passed away. He passed away in 2017. That's a damn shame. It is wondrous though that you can make us that can have an impact and, and, and reach even more people long after you're gone. It's a, a beautiful thing, a form of well, you know, immortality, but long life, you know, a bit of a legacy. Yeah. Mr. Beast lost a record to the GTA 6 trailer. As I've mentioned before, the GTA 6 trailer became the most viewed video in 24 hours. That's not a music video. And uh, here's an interaction between Mr. Beast, the one who previously had the record. The GTA 6 trailer just broke our record for most views on YouTube in 24 hours. And Rockstar Games, I guess it's like a, a, a praise and love emojis. Rockstar seems to be a bit more engaged on Twitter than they used to be. Like at the very beginning, there was more community engagement from the Twitter account. Then I think they must have gotten gotten rid of the social media manager. And then for like five years, they did basically nothing. But now they're coming back and they're actually, you know, firing off some banging tweets to get some engagement. I think it's a good thing. Community engagement is good. Did Jeff Keighley say a slur at the Game Awards? So at the Game Awards last night, there was a bit of a, a speech faux pas where the host, Jeff Keighley, was speaking a bit fast. And so he said something, but it sounded like something else. But all right, awesome. Thanks, nigga. All right. 
Now what? please welcome what? the Marvel storm Marvel. of the Twisted Marvel. Metal Marvel. A nominee tonight. But all right, awesome. That response. But all right, awesome. Thanks, nigga. All right. Now what? please welcome Marvel. the storm Marvel. of the Twisted Metal A nominee tonight. With the context here, the guest here is named Dinga Bakaba. Although it sounds like something else, Keely is actually saying Dinga. The guest's LinkedIn profile with his name can be found here. When I heard it, I listened to it like 10 times, trying to figure out what he was trying to say, but I didn't know that guy's name, so I, it, it just sounded like the N-word to me. Now, this can happen. Yeah, there are so many words that sound, or at least are tang tangential to the N-word. This can happen to anyone, but it is uh, pretty funny. We want GTA 7 now. So a funny phenomenon happened in the midst of the GTA 6 trailer that just came out on Twitter, instantly, GTA 7 was trending. GTA 6 isn't even out yet, and it is already old news. A lot of memes of people being like, Rockstar finally releasing GTA 6, everyone's like, we don't care, where's GTA 7? Waited long enough for GTA 6 that ultimately, not gonna be satisfied with it, need the next game immediately. And I agree, I am over GTA 6, the trailer's enough, let's just skip it and go to the next one. If you like and subscribe, I'll be sure to tell Rockstar to release GTA 7 immediately. Thank you for watching, and I wish you all the best.